All right, time for us to check in with Rob Shaw, political correspondent for Czech News. Good morning, Rob. Good morning. Woohoo! We got Macho Man. You were That's looking the... forward to that all week, weren't you? I know. Next time I fill in for Vaughn, I'd, I'd like it every day. Oh, all right. I, we'll put that on your rider because that rider yeah, just keeps no, getting longer and longer. No red M&Ms. <laughs> and, no? No. And you're not, you're not like J-Lo? You don't want everything all white in your dressing room? That's right. And no one can look at me in the eyes. Well, we That's already don't thing. do that. We already don't do that. We... <laughs> oh, okay. Well, take that one off. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about BC Hydro because this, I found this news. It kind of flew under the radar this week. It deserves a little more attention here because finally all this talk about EVs and electrifying everything and BC Hydro's going, uh, excuse me, I don't think we have the ability to do all this. Yeah, well, like it's been a question to BC Hydro now for quite a few months, actually a couple of years. Like you go up... Uh, and say to them, uh, every time the government announces something, a new part of its climate plan or a push to, you know, make all electric vehicle sales by like 2035, and you turn to government and you turn to hydro and you're like, Are, do we have enough power to do this? And I've been covering politics 15 years, and energy policy is one of those ones that outside of being Vaughn, um, I think everyone feels a little dumb trying to get your head around because when you go to BC Hydro and ask that simple question, do we have enough power? They kind of treat you like, you know, you dropped a carton of eggs in the middle of the grocery store, like there's a little bit of pity <laughs> in their eyes. Yes. And they point you to what's called the integrated resource plan, which is like a thousand pages written in Klingon by a bunch of lawyers with gigawatt hours and like charts that go on forever. And you start to read it and you fall asleep and you still have no idea what the answer to the question is. And the insistence has been, we do have enough power. Look, we've charted it out for 20 years. And then yesterday, you see Hydro admitted, well, actually, you know what? We don't have enough power. We need some more power. We have to go buy more power. And so part of the problem here is that the government's new sort of climate uh, policies relating to oil and gas and LNG and putting caps on the emissions that those sectors are going to be allowed to have to meet our climate policies, require them to tie into the electrical grid. And that has changed the demand load for BC Hydro. And now they're looking at it going, oh, well, okay, we, we're going to need a lot more power. And then the other part is we are moving towards electric vehicles. The uptake has been faster. There's more heat pumps uh, and, and there's more people using power. And so the admission yesterday from Hydro, got to go buy more. And we got to start doing it as quickly as we can. And so government is going to put that call out to small solar and wind uh, private power producers, uh, mainly with indigenous participation to come up with the, the equivalent power of 270,000 homes. That's what we're short in the next few years. And, and that's their plan. Okay, that is a lot. So this is even with Site C coming online. <laughs> it is. You know, and New Democrats, I think they will never say this, but they thank their lucky stars that the B.C. Liberals built Site C. Because even yesterday, David Eby is sitting there saying, we are very fortunate that we can build solar and wind now because we have a backstop of reliable hydroelectric dams in this province that give us clean power, which if the NDP had their way, would not be the situation. They wanted to scrap Site C. They wanted to go in there and blow it up mid-construction, tear it down, rip it out. And they decided, you know, at the last minute, ah, it's gone too far. And boy, would we be in a pickle 
if they had got their way and, and got rid of Site C. So, yes, even with Site C coming online, we're still well short, uh, and we have to build more transmission lines, and we have to buy more power. Now, the other thing about NDP energy policy that is kind of a little bit weird is in 2019, they produced a report with the title Zapped, which was way more interesting than the actual report was. And the report was this dive into small power projects. And it concluded that hydro spends too much money for power it doesn't need on these little, what are called IPPs, these small independent power projects. So the NDP was like, well, the heck with that. We don't need these and started canceling them. Now we are going back to those same players and saying, actually, we need you to start back up and we need to buy your power from you. Now, weren't those, yeah, weren't those the Gordon Campbell projects? Yeah, yeah, they were. They were the they were the kind of like run you know, a river energy, yeah. run a river, yeah. So it is a little different this time around. We're we're going to buy the the power in a different way by auction instead of fixed prices, and it's a lot less run of river and a little bit more wind and solar. But but the point is, you know, we <laughs> this government has gone through kind of a policy, um, you know, one eighty. Of, be, of not thinking this was the right thing to do and now having to go back to it, not wanting the Site C dam, now admitting, thank goodness we have it. Like you sort of chart out energy policy over the last, you know, six years and you kind of, you end up realizing, um, you know, nobody really has a clue what's going on and, and they're just sort of rolling with it despite these thousand page documents and forecast loads to the future. Um, things are changing quickly and we got to buy more power. Well, when you incentivize people to electrify things and then they do, what did they think was going to happen? Yeah, exactly. No, it, it makes sense. You know, that's the frustrating part of covering it is like from the outside, you're like, wait, if we plug in more cars, don't we need more power? No, 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 yes. no, 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 no. Look <laughs> at this giant document. We got lots of power. Oh, okay. And then off you go. Right. But no, you're right. That, that's exactly what it is. Okay, so then what is the timeline like then for this new plan? Well, they're going to put the call out next year, and it takes a while, and then they hope to have the power within uh, four years after that. But interestingly, you know, buried in this gigantic document, and they had to resubmit this plan to the regulator yesterday. It's 380 pages long. I, I admit I did not read all of it, but I skimmed it, I swear. But buried in there are sections about not just do we need more power. This is the other side of it is we need to kind of conserve power. And so we're moving to a voluntary um, sort of time of use pricing incentive program, which is the future in some way where um, you can agree to do things at certain times of the day, like you're plugging your electric vehicles at non-peak times and, and have better rates for your hydro. And this is a sort of perpetually um, sensitive question for governments. It would make more sense in pure energy policy to force people to kind of do time of day pricing, variable pricing, where you spread out the load on the electrical system by getting people to do different things at different times of the day. So not everyone has their oven on at five o'clock, but people don't want that. It ticks them off the idea that, you know, that they're going to get penalized for doing their laundry on at a certain time. And that conservation side of this is part of it, too. And hydro has to tiptoe very carefully through trying to balance the load out and encourage people to do that. And the government has to tiptoe through whether it wants to force people 
into time of use pricing. And those those two issues are kind of buried in the filings too. And, and we're getting closer to it. And I, I, I think in my lifetime, we are <laughs> going to have to go there, but the politicians don't want to tick people off by, by going too quickly there. Oh, no, we are definitely headed in that direction. Um, Rob, thank you so much for your time. Okay, thank you. Ha-